Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. From the wilderness of Kodiak Island, Alaska, this is Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier with your host, Robin Bearfield. In a land full of peril and vicious animals, humans are the most dangerous predators of all. Perhaps you heard about the Nexium scandal when the police tracked down and arrested the cult leader, Keith Raniere, in Mexico. Soon, tales of sex trafficking, branding, and child pornography painted Raniere as an evil man. Like me, you probably shook your head and wondered how anyone could get drawn into a cult. From the outside looking in, cults always seem crazy. I didn't pay much attention to the news about Nexium. I did not want to read more about evil in our world. Then, a friend sent me a news story about an Alaska woman who disappeared after attending a Nexium Executive Success Program class in Anchorage. When Kristen Snyder repeatedly blurted out that she was pregnant with Keith Raniere's child, Nexium officials dragged her out of the class, and she was never seen again. I suddenly wanted to know what happened to Kristen, more about Nexium, and why successful, intelligent women flock to Raniere to be close to him. Raniere is an average-looking man who denigrates women and believes their purpose is to serve him. This is the story about Nexium and the disappearance of Kristen Snyder. Welcome to Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier. I'm your host, Robin Bearfield, and I'm broadcasting to you from the heart of the Kodiak National Wildlife Refuge on Kodiak Island in Alaska. Keith Raniere was born in 1960. He possessed extreme self-confidence from an early age and felt he was superior to everyone else. Even at 13, young girls flocked to him, craving his attention. Raniere had the perfect personality to become a cult leader. Keith Raniere and Nancy Salzman, a former psychiatric nurse and consultant, created the business Executive Success Programs in 1998. They described executive success programs as a self-help, multi-level marketing company. The company offered a range of techniques through classes and seminars aimed at self-improvement. It was based in Albany, New York. A few years after they launched executive success programs, Ranieri and Salzman rebranded the company with the name Nexium. In its brochure, Nexium described itself as a community guided by humanitarian principles that seek to empower people and answer important questions about what it means to be human. 
Over the next several years, 16,000 people enrolled in Nexium courses. Most enrolled in its Executive Success Program, a series of workshops designed to actualize the human potential. These courses cost up to $7,500 each. Nexium offered its Executive Success Program in several U.S. states, including Alaska. Nexium was not a self-sustaining business, at least not at the level Ranieri craved. Instead of patiently growing the company from the ground up, Ranieri sought to bring in wealthy investors. In 2002, Ranieri and Salzman recruited Sarah and Claire Bronfman, heirs to the multi-billion dollar Seagram's fortune. The Bronfman sisters convinced their father to take an executive success class, and he was not impressed. In a 2003 Forbes article, Edgar Bronfman Sr. said he thought Nexium was a cult. Sarah and Claire felt betrayed by their father's statement and began pouring more than $100 million into Nexium. In the 2003 Forbes article, Ranieri was featured on the cover, cloaked in shadows with the wording, The World's Strangest Executive Coach. The article by Michael Friedman was titled, Cult of Personality. Everyone at Nexium was stunned by the piece. They had agreed to talk to Friedman and looked forward to a positive article about their company. Friedman questioned whether Nexium was a pyramid scheme. In 2012, the Times Union, a newspaper that serves upstate New York, including Albany, ran an article questioning Nexium's motives. The article stated, some experts say Keith Ranieri, the guru behind the unusual training business, is a cult leader. According to the report, Ranieri was called vanguard within the group, and a circle of women tended to him, paid his bills, and satisfied his sexual needs. A cult expert told the newspaper that Nexium was one of the most extreme groups he had ever dealt with in the sense of how tightly wound it was around the leader, Keith Ranieri. On October 2017, the New York Times published an article alleging that Ranieri's inner circle of women were his sex slaves, and they all bore a brand with his initials. In the article, a former Nexium member, Sarah Edmondson, provided the reporter with details of her experience with the organization. According to Edmondson, Laura Salzman, the daughter of co-founder Nancy Salzman, recruited her into a secret organization within Nexium in the mid-2000s. Before joining the inner circle, Edmondson had to turn over damaging information about herself so that Nexium leaders could hold it as collateral. The name of the inner circle was Dominus Obsequious Sororium, which translates from Latin as Lord over the Obedient Female Companions. The group called itself DOS for short. Edmondson showed the Times reporter a scar of a brand bearing the initials of Keith Ranieri. She said that every woman in the group was required to get this brand. Two months after the Times released its article, the Justice Department opened an investigation into Nexium. Ranieri immediately fled the country. On March 26, 2018, he was arrested in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Prosecutors charged him with sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy. Ranieri pleaded not guilty on all charges. 
According to the prosecutors, Ranieri created a secret society of women whom he had sex with and branded with his initials, coercing them with the threat of releasing their highly personal information and taking their assets. Ranieri reportedly had over 50 sex slaves. Along with Ranieri, other DOS leaders were arrested. Actress Allison Mack was also charged with sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor. Through a plea agreement, Mack was sentenced to three years in prison. Prosecutors charged Seagram's heiress Claire Bronfman, Nexium co-founder Nancy Salzman, Nancy's daughter Lauren Salzman, and Kathy Russell with racketeering conspiracy. The indictment accused the women of identity theft, harboring aliens for financial gain, extortion, forced labor, sex trafficking, money laundering, wire fraud, and obstruction of justice. The women all pleaded guilty, and Lauren admitted to keeping a personal slave locked in her home for two years. The judge sentenced Claire Bronfman to seven years in prison. Nancy Salzman received a three-and-one-half-year jail sentence, and her daughter avoided prison. The judge sentenced her to time served, five years probation, and 300 hours of community service. Prosecutors next charged Ranieri with possession of child pornography, and they alleged he'd had sex with a 15-year-old girl, who later became his sex slave. Ranieri's trial began on May 7, 2019. By the time he went to trial, he was charged with a long list of crimes, including racketeering, extortion, sexual exploitation of a child, and possession of child pornography. The assistant U.S. attorney who prosecuted the case described Ranieri as a crime boss and predator who preyed on young women. The jury found Ranieri guilty on all counts of the indictment. The judge sentenced Ranieri to 120 years in prison. We will never know how many women's lives were ruined by Keith Ranieri and Nexium, but there is evidence that he may have been responsible for the deaths of four women. Frank Parlato, a former publicist for Nexium, became an investigative journalist to expose Ranieri for his crimes. He believes Ranieri is guilty of multiple murders. A former Nexium trainer, Susan Dones, secretly videotaped Ranieri speaking to other high-ranking Nexium officials. He said, I've had people killed because of my beliefs, or because of their beliefs. Women who broke away from Nexium feared for their lives because they knew what Ranieri could do. Let me pause for a minute. I recently released the first volume of Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier. In the book, you can travel with me through space and time while I take a look at true crime in Alaska, from the gold rush days of the early 1900s to the present. Alaska has a reputation for independence and lawlessness. This reputation draws fine, strong newcomers who want to enjoy nature and pursue a wilderness lifestyle. Unfortunately, it also attracts misfits and criminals. In the early 20th century, Ed Krauss boldly took what he wanted from his neighbors and then murdered them. 
with very little law enforcement present in Alaska in 1912, Krauss and his gang felt they could do whatever they wanted. Sixty years later, Robert Hansen kidnapped and murdered women in Anchorage over a period of 12 years before he was finally caught. The police and troopers were so overwhelmed by the influx of criminals into the area that Hansen flew under their radar for several years. Alaska has always had a high rate of violent crime. From the gold rush to the building of the Trans-Alaska Pipeline, the state's rich resources have attracted eager workers and criminals alike. Alaska also attracts misfits and wanderers. Some hope to turn their lives around by moving to Alaska, but they often bring their problems with them. Others think they will be less likely to get caught perpetrating their crimes in a state with sparse law enforcement. Michael Silka was a drifter with mental issues. We will never know what caused him to start his murder spree. Lewis Hastings was obviously unstable when he concocted his convoluted plan to destroy the pipeline, beginning with murdering his neighbors. Kirby Anthony had severe mental problems as well as substance abuse issues. He came to Alaska for a fresh start, but he could not control his violent tendencies. Grab a copy of Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier and read these stories and many others. What happened to Kristen Snyder? Was she pulled out of a Nexium intensive course in Anchorage, Alaska and murdered? Did she commit suicide because of the things Keith Ranieri did to her? Or is Kristen alive and hiding from any remaining Nexium enforcers who might be after her? Kristen Snyder disappeared on February 6, 2003. She was 35 years old. Before she vanished, friends say she was becoming increasingly depressed and confused. Her mind seemed to unravel. The sudden decline in her mental health is directly related to her involvement with Nexium's Executive Success Program and Keith Ranieri. Kristen was an environmental consultant in Anchorage. She was a respected business person and an avid kayaker. As an Anchorage Nordic Ski Patrol member, Kristen was qualified in survival training and avalanche rescue. She lived with her wife, Heidi Clifford. In November 2002, Kristen took a 16-day Executive Success Program intensive course. Nexium co-founder Nancy Salzman instructed the course, and the sessions seemed to profoundly affect Kristen and her mental health. Kristen flew to South Carolina to visit her parents for Christmas, and they said she appeared angry and tearful, but claimed Keith Ranieri was incredible. Kristen's parents questioned her about Ranieri, but she refused to talk about him and immediately called her Nexium coach. In January 2003, Kristen left her parents' house and traveled to Albany, New York. She wanted Ranieri to mentor her, and he was excited about the opportunity. Ranieri wished to experiment on gay women to see if his private mentoring would convert them to heterosexuals. Other women claimed Ranieri did not wear a condom during his private mentoring sessions. After her mentoring sessions ended, Kristen returned to Anchorage, and her friends were shocked by her decline. Her wife, Heidi, said Kristen appeared sleep-deprived. Kristen told her that Ranieri slept less than two hours a night, and she wanted to be like him. 
In truth, Ranieri slept eight hours during the day. One friend said Kristen appeared suicidal, and others thought she had a mental breakdown. Heidi said Kristen began to believe she was responsible for the explosion of the space shuttle Columbia, and she suddenly remembered that she had been sexually assaulted as a child. Kristen also began telling friends she was pregnant, and Keith Ranieri was the father of her baby. Kristen and Heidi attended an executive success program intensive in Anchorage in late January and early February 2003. Kristen was in no shape mentally to take such a course, and 10 days through the class, she seemed to unravel completely. On February 6th, Kristen disrupted the class several times by yelling that she was pregnant with Keith Ranieri's child. The instructor, Esther Chiapone, told the other students to ignore Kristen because she was delusional. According to those giving the class, Kristen voluntarily left the course at 4 p.m. They claimed she waved at Heidi through a window as she walked away. Some of the students from the class, though, said Kristen did not voluntarily leave but was forcibly removed. Heidi asked if she could take Kristen to the hospital, but Chiapone said not to bring her to the hospital. No one giving the class was a skilled mental health professional, and no one tried to help her. At best, the instructor and other Nexium members threw Kristen out on the street and refused to get her medical care. At worst, they abducted Kristen and possibly murdered her. Kristen did not drive her vehicle to the class on February 6th. So how did she get home to drive her truck to Resurrection Bay? Police have received no credible reports of anyone seeing Kristen after 4 p.m. on February 6, 2003. Ranieri portrayed himself to his followers as a celibate monk. If one of his sexual partners got pregnant, he ordered them to have an abortion. If they refused, he threatened them. He ordered at least eight abortions for women he had impregnated. If Kristen Snyder repeatedly yelled that she was pregnant with Ranieri's child, those teaching the class would know they needed to silence her. Esther Chiapone was one of Ranieri's lovers, so she knew Ranieri was not celibate, but she also knew he would go to great lengths to hide his promiscuity. At 7 p.m. on February 6th, Heidi called the Anchorage Police Department to report Kristen missing. She explained to the police that she was concerned about Heidi because of her recent unstable behavior. She also called Heidi's friends in the Nordic Ski Patrol, and they immediately began searching for Kristen. The following evening, the searchers found Heidi's truck at Miller's Landing, a campground, fishing, and hiking resort in Seward on Resurrection Bay, 125 miles from Anchorage. The driver's door was unlocked with the key in the lock. Two handwritten notes lay on the passenger seat. The first note read, I attended a course called Executive Success Programs, a.k.a. Nexium, based out of Anchorage, Alaska and Albany, New York. I was brainwashed, and my emotional center of the brain was killed or turned off. I still have feelings in my external skin, but my internal organs are rotting. Please contact my parents if you find me or this note. I am sorry, life. I didn't know I was already dead. May we persist into the future.
The other note said, No need to search for my body. The owner of Miller's Landing discovered that someone had broken into a storage shed containing kayaks and gear. The only thing missing was an old wooden and fiberglass kayak. The boat had no flotation and would sink if tipped. According to the owners, they had not used the kayak in 15 years. The Alaska State Troopers, Seward Area Fire EMS Volunteers, the U.S. Coast Guard, Forest Service Law Enforcement, Civil Air Patrol, and Kristen's friends in the Nordic Ski Club began to search for Kristen or her body in the woods and on the shoreline near Seward. Keith Ranieri sent private investigators from California to aid with the search. These investigators claimed to be ex-CIA operatives. Claire Bronfman wired $500,000 at Ranieri's directive to cover the cost of these investigators. According to some in Nexium, these individuals were conducting their own investigation. Law enforcement personnel believed they were looking for either a distraught woman or a suicide victim. They had no reason to assume Kristen had been murdered. Police found fresh footprints in the snow at a cabin near Miller's Landing. The cabin was shuttered for the winter, and the owner of Miller's Landing told the police the name of the woman who owned the cabin. When they contacted her in Anchorage, she admitted that she had attended the executive success program with Kristen. Suddenly, she ended her phone interview with detectives and said she needed to talk to friends but would call them back soon. The detective thought her behavior seemed suspicious and found her association with Kristen an unlikely coincidence. She and Kristen took the same course, and after Kristen was ejected from the class, Kristen's truck with the suicide note was found near this woman's remote cabin. The detective wanted to bring the woman in for an in-depth interview, but those in charge of the investigation did not think it was necessary to talk to her further. Police investigators concluded that Kristen drove to Miller's Landing. Before dawn on February 7th, she paddled the old wooden kayak out into Resurrection Bay and then committed suicide by intentionally rolling the kayak and drowning in the freezing water. Some of Kristen's friends do not find this scenario likely. They said she was in no condition to drive 120 miles to Seward, break into a shed, steal a heavy 16-foot kayak, paddle out into the bay, and kill herself. Was Kristen kidnapped or murdered to keep her from saying Keith Ranieri impregnated her? Some Nexium members claimed Kristen faked her death to escape a drug ring. Keith Ranieri said he saw photographs of Kristen and Heidi at the Grand Canyon several months after she faked her death. He never showed these photos to anyone, though. Frank Parlato, the investigative reporter who helped break the case about Nexium to the police, has chased down numerous Kristen sightings over the years, but none have proved credible. Kristen's parents held a memorial service for her in March 2003. And in 2014, an Anchorage District Court jury determined the cause of her death was suicide. Parlato believes it is possible that Ranieri had Kristen killed. He also thinks Ranieri is responsible for the deaths of three other women and the attempted murder of another woman. 
even if Kristen committed suicide, Ranieri was accountable for her death. After his courses, and specifically after Kristen's mentoring, she became unhinged and seemed to plunge into mental illness. We will never know how many women's lives were ruined or ended by Keith Ranieri. One survivor from his inner circle said she thought Keith's teachings would bring her closer to God, but she didn't realize she was walking with the devil. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to my patrons for your support. Check out the show notes for more information on how you can support this podcast and unlock extra episodes by joining the Last Frontier Club. You can also search for this podcast on Patreon to learn more about the Last Frontier Club. I'll see you soon for the next episode of Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.